enough of an intro. <laughs> you can whip out your book that you wrote down all you like, but listeners will remember when we had the uh, the Pommy Git on, I you picked Bryn Teekle as your rising star. I wrote this up from listening to it. No, you oh. s- you literally. I'll go back and play it for the well, folk. Let, let's let's do it. Yeah, I distinctively because remember you said Teekle and said, look, "Who the fuck is Teekle?" Me, the English dickwad. You. Oh, okay. Oh, hang on. No, sees you. So dickwad, yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of a funky intro, but that's what we were talking about as we were doing the intro. The reason I said it is because did you? I said to him, "Did you know <laughs> Brent Tickle's sister's name Tess? Tess Tickle." He said, "Really?" I said, "No, nah, I'm taking the piss." But fuck, it'd be funny if it was. His name's not Brett. It's Bryn. Can you feel it in the air? The excitement. <laughs> Footy's back tonight, people. Even if it is Richmond and Carlton, it is fucking where go. And I'm going to give him a tip for this right now. What tip? Tip for the game. What tonight's? Yes, tonight's. Carlton. I'm going Carlton. Carlton. Um. Why? Why? I believe uh, Richmond with their new midfield with the two recruits might take a little bit to get going, might take a couple of weeks. Lynch has just come back in, has done fuck all in the preseason. Just going to walk straight back in. Uh, Carlton have got their big men. So Why don't, no, are they missing one of them? Mackay is out. Uh, don't know. Uh, Teams. The North Melbourne one's out. But I'm oh, there. sorry. So I'm, I'm going Carlton. I reckon they can do it tonight. And I don't disagree, there is a bit of form... Good odds. ...form issues... I reckon they ...for the Tiggers. I reckon they're paying 250. Carlton have had form issues for five, six years. Uh, had a right form last year, just kind of dribbled off. Dribbled off in the end. Well, Couldn't get ta- it done. If you're taking Carlton... $2.15. I was leaning towards Carlton, but now I'll take Richmond. Well, there's Actually, your I was never leaning towards Carlton. We'll get to the tips later, but there's your first oh. one. Oh, okay. What were the odds? Two dollars fifteen for Carlton and a dollar dollar zizzy eight dollar sixty eight for Richmond. I thought zizzy was zero then. No. I went dollar eight. <laughs> so that, and uh, yeah, there's a don't mind those two dollars odds. Anyway, welcome back everyone, it's footy eve. Welcome back to football. We'll get into some footy stuff, but Real stuff. I think we should touch on, because I think we were doing the potty when it was on, uh, no it wasn't, it was the, the last test. It was We've gone from test matches being over in, in two days, from a pitch turning more than a hot curry left in the sun. And now we've got, uh, we had an absolute concrete slab. Absolute road. An absolute road that uh, you couldn't have bought a wicket on there. Fuck. You imagine the little uh, Indian curators, the, in, the ICC, BC, DC, ACB, whatever they're called. There'd be a hit out, out on that curator. Uh, he said, prepare a pitch. Not good for the Aussies. Not good for the Aussies, you fucking idiot. Well... There wasn't a result, so... I'm sure India would have loved the 3-1. They were trying to get that final spot in the ICC Test Championships, and they almost, almost lost it yeah. to Sri Lanka, needing a victory against New Zealand. 
And that came down to the last two balls, and that was amazing. It'll be interesting playing India on a English... Australia will be a dollar ten favourite. Yeah, on an English wicket, not prepared by Australian curators, not prepared by Indian curators. You imagine the pommies? They're like... Who do we who hate do, more? Who do we fucking... Who do we <laughs> fuck this up for? We don't want... Because it's played before the Ashes as well. Yeah. So that's that's even more amazing. Oh, like directly before the Ashes? Yeah, I think it's... I reckon it's a couple of weeks before the first test. So. Your, mate, your mate Foster's going. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah, good on him. Took great pleasure in telling me the other day. You'd want it if you lived in fucking England. You can drive anywhere in five minutes. You'd, you'd want to be at that test. Um... Yeah, I reckon that's. I reckon this is this is something that the test matches, the test system has needed yeah. for so long, and I think it. I know it's hard to do it over a, on a yearly basis because there's tests. Some club, some teams will play less than others. If you have a look at that table, England's had twenty two test matches. I think Sri Lanka had fourteen, which I, which I find, how the hell do you play twenty two test matches? They've just done back to back tours. Um, and when they obviously started the stats, maybe they had a five-test series literally like, when they kicked like I off. I thought the whole idea of of the test calendar was you play five at home and five away in 12 months. Well, yeah, but then you got different... You might play... Like Australia had two test series here, um, or England might do a back-to-back, do the Ashes and then do someone else or to fit into their summer and then tour. Yeah, Depending, you might not be touring because of... Where you're going or who you've played in recent times, you're not touring because you toured there a year ago. I don't know. The fact that um, the fact that it you can is have good though, like that. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, I reckon it's amazing. It'll be um, it'll be to when they do one in Australia. You'd think Australia be in it, but if it was England versus India at Adelaide Oval, fucking get me there. Oh, so so the host, it's a bit of a. Oh, I, sh- I assume it would be rotating. Oh. It wouldn't just be in England one year or every year. You'd have to rotate. It would be in a neutral ground. Oh, this is the second one. No, there hasn't been one. This is the uh, very first this one. This is the second one. What was the first one? No idea. Okay, it's the first one. Okay. So you're, you're positive it's the second one, but you don't know what the first one was. Well, I heard someone say, talking about it on the radio the other oh, day. Oh, you heard someone say it on the radio. You don't have any evidence. You've just come to this. Have you argument. got any evidence that there hasn't been one? Yeah, the first one. It's called the first one. Oh. Okay. If only we had a producer that could look it up while we're talking to yeah, give us back. Where the fuck's Jamie? Um, yeah, but if say, say Adelaide Oval had it, or even the MCG, and you had, can you imagine you had India Pakistan oh. playing off at the MCG? It would be. It'd be ninety thousand for, for five days. It would be a. It'd be an the, absolute bonanza. The biggest ever. Test match crowd if they in could, Australia. And if they could do it yearly. But, yeah, obviously. But if you can do it... This one's based from 2019, was it? Or 2021, uh, I think it goes back to. You're right. So, obviously, they must have announced it and then there was some COVID issues where some so just countries couldn't do it. But I don't know. There, there has to be a... There has and to that's be a minimum, why England have played 22 yeah, in the time. There might have to be a minimum test amount, but that's why they calculated off winning percentage. Yeah. So, if you did it, obviously, there's draws involved, but... Good how it came down to the actual last test match played. Not just the last test match, the last two deliveries of that test yeah. match. And there was a run out. And when they, when he hit the run out, I was like, he's fucking out. And they slowed it right down and then they did the dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, he's in. So Sri Lanka didn't make it. But 
It would it would have seen it would have seemed weird <laughs> that Sri <laughs> Lanka it would have seemed ridiculous that Australia would then play Sri Lanka when yeah. winning percentage wise, yes they might, but India's played the best countries where Sri Lanka have probably played Bangladesh, mm. a couple of those lower rank sides. So um yeah, I'm I'm all for this one. I, I reckon it'll they've got to pump it up and make it a big event and get a lot of eyes on it. So I mean the English will be watching it. It's before the it's before the ashes. It'd be yeah. f- it's gonna be fucking huge. Yeah. Is it one test? Yes, yeah. it's just one test. Yeah, one off. One off GF. Imagine they did it like a, like in the basketball, like a best of three. One at home, one away, third if needed. You were ranked higher. Yeah. So you play, then you fly. To, imagine that you play in Australia and then you finish the test and have to fly to Bangalore, play a test there, and then after that, if there's one needed, come back to the SCG or the MCG or Adelaide Oval. That'd be oh. fucking amazing. That'd be so good, haven't it? We finished top. We've got home ground advantage. Like flying from one country to the next, that would now that's a fucking test. Best of three tests. I like it. I like it a lot. Get this bloke on the ICC board. <laughs> well, the the other thing that came out of that test match, which everyone with an IQ above one could fucking see, Travis Head not being picked in the first test has got to be the biggest all-time fuck-up by any cricketing side, any sporting per- any sporting team in the world, ever. Horrendous. Horrific it was, decision. Like, it was horrific the morning of the test before we'd seen a result. And it has just been told for the whole rest of the test series how fucked it was. Now, the two guys that were told that were meant to be the biggest weak links of Australia was Kawaja and uh, Head. Yeah. Pretty sure they scored the most a- runs. Actually, the blokes that uh, the top two runs that led the side. So, um, yeah, absolutely astonishing decision, now, which has backfired so bad. And Walsh is still on cricket. Surely, does that decision mean Warner cannot play in the first test in the Ashes? Now, nah, he'd be playing. Oh, oh, there's some calling that he shouldn't even be in the squad for the Ashes. Nah, I reckon he's got to be in the squad. Does he? Yeah. I reckon you give him... But if you fa- if he first test you go in there and you fail both innings, well, then you go, oh, Travis Head, we know he can open. Him and Kawaja were brilliant opening. And in, and in England, Travis Head eat up opening. Mm. Loves the swing bowling, loves all that type of stuff, plays it brilliantly. His weak link was spin bowling. Yeah. And he's going well. Yeah. I mean, it was a concrete pitch on that last one. I've, but I've knuckled down and... But but won the test for us in the yeah um, this Ash, this Ashes series is uh, every time it's an away Ashes series I always think it gets more of a build up because it's us going over there so it's always a bit more of a challenge but I'm I'm more pumped for this Ashes test series bring, than bring I have on for sleepless one. nights I yeah. say oh what's that I got to work tomorrow nah I'll start till two watching day two of the third test which really doesn't mean anything but um, yeah I'm pumped for the Ashes series now so. Sports stiffy, we'll call that. I've got a sports stiffy for the Ashes, but if anything's getting it, uh, if anything's getting the old fella of a tickle, it's the fact that footy's back. We've we've been talking about it for four or five weeks now. No more talking. We can fucking actually get into it. Just, so just get in and enjoy it. Well, what about all the sports shows are back? We got we've got um, three sixty. We've got on the couch. Had footy classified, and we had the return of Whinging Carrow. It took her all of um, seven seconds after the intro to 
to just get off the bat and and try and tap her tap her pages on the table. Could, could, they could have talked about all the things getting going for round one, but straight away she's like Clarko. You could see the lead up to classified. She was on every Channel oh, Nine news, news yeah. talking about Clarko. They said this is going to happen, and it was like, and the moment it get goes, she's like, right, time for me to be my miserable self and just go at him. Whatever happened to journalists just report the news rather than drum up a story led by their agenda? No, nah, they'll they'll need to make a make a news story now. Like your mate Sam Manure. Up to nothing, there was just a there's that page on Instagram called Forgotten Footy Stars. Fuck, he, he, he loves to dig up the old uh stuff said by journos last year. <laughs> he was saying, I would be absolutely shocked and uh, blown away if Dugowie's oh. not at St Kilda or Geelong next year. Well, <laughs> the next one was Dugowie talking about how he loves Collingwood, he'll be there for life. But what, what, no, nah, but what was the thing? <laughs> oh, you don't know what you don't know, like having a shit, like. Uh, who was he on a panel with that night? Ross Lyon and Caro, was it? Yeah, yeah. And and both of them said, and Caro sort of took Sam to task and went, nah, um, he'll he'll be at Collingwood. No, no, no. It was that Lyon. He goes, what? You're not. You're, you, you think if you got mail, do you think he he'll be there? And Lyon's like, don't have mail. I just don't think he's gonna leave, champ. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he's like, oh, you don't know what you don't know. It's like, oh, so you do have mail, which was fucking terrible. Your mail was fucked. The other one was, I think the guy from um, <laughs> the guy from uh, Forgotten Footy Stars sent a text message to um, <laughs> to Tom Brown <laughs> saying, "Hey mate, um, said uh, how the talk of Toby Green's uh, starting to build. I don't know if you've heard. Wouldn't be this year, but definitely next year. He wants out." <laughs> it's got Tom Brown leading the news that night saying, I've got from sources that Toby Green, um, he's a bit annoyed with the whole Hopper and Taranto going to Richmond room. And he ran with it as the number one story. And it was the complete made-up text message. Hasn't verified. <laughs> he's like, I can't believe Tommy Brown went to air with my text message. <laughs> and, and this forgotten footy stars bloke, is he just... just some random, or or is he actually? Oh, I don't know. I don't know who he is, but his page is hilarious. He's also got, um, I think he's got a couple of other pages. I don't know if he runs AFL Nuffies, but yeah. Some if gold. you there's some gold on there for, for starters. Follow our page, Season of the Publican, and then once you follow that one, follow Forgotten Footy Stars because it's a fucking pisser. You'll absolutely piss yourself. I'm going to have to follow Forgotten Footy Stars because I don't think I do. Well, we did lead we did lead away from Clark uh, from the Clarko and the gun with Caro. But sorry, sorry. She's uh, she's got her sniper out and she she was the one that was applauding the decision, and then Clarko probably didn't help his own cause with his uh, with what he said to this female journo. So. Um, and you say you'll get yours, which I think was word for word identical to what Taryn Thomas has been been in trouble for what he said to the other bird. So yeah, he gave Caro ammo, so she's going to be on his back all year. Geez, if they lose the first game, she'll be blaming this. It, it was definitely what happened in the off season. Speaking of North Melbourne, they've got a couple of debutants. That uh, Harry Sheasel. Oh, 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 doesn't he look a fucking dynamo? Last time they took someone at pick three. Um, I don't know if they took anyone. I was thinking of Farron Ray, but Farron Ray went to the Bulldogs before he ended up at North Melbourne. 
Um, Sheasel looks amazing. And Wardlow, who they took as well, he, I don't think he's playing, I think he's come back from injury, but he's going to be dynamite. Did Farrell end up at Richmond at one point? No, it was Robin Nahas, I reckon you're thinking of, from North Melbourne. Okay. They're all the same type of build, skinny, short, quick, but did fuck all. Um, so that, speaking of the rookies going, we'll talk about later, we've got a special top five. Because yes. it's the start of the season, everyone predicts who their rookie of the year is. Ashcroft's a dollar and one cent favourite, and when you dollar one, <laughs> are you kidding? No, that's my fucking oh. odds. <laughs> the only thing stopping him is, is injury. You would have thought. Sam Darcy, Smokey, looking real good in the preseason, and uh, um, but uh, our top five will be top five of all the rising stars ever. So we're ranking our top five. Of the Rising Star winners, that's from 20, 1993, 1993. twenty nine of them. So, might even might even call you out one to see out of the the latest winners who could jump into that top five by the end of their careers. Oh, okay. Yeah, just a hint. It's not Reese Palmer. Well, I've got Reese Palmer written down. Harry, what about Taylor? I've got Taylor written down as well. As, as guys that might, well, they're not they're not in the top five now. I can't see him jumping in it. As well, I've got them. Written down as blokes that when I went through the list, I'm like, oh shit, that's right. What was the other one that you looked at? Talia. You were a bit shocked at uh, Talia. And you're yeah, like, well, oh, Talia. I, I completely forgot that. But no, nah, Jaden Stevenson was. was yeah, did Tommy Duday win it? No. 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 Yeah, there's a couple of ones there that scratch my head. It's, that's been a very hard top five to narrow down. A- a- Andy Otten nearly won it. Who'd he get done by that year? Uh, I'd have to bring it up again. Who cares? So later on the top five, but yeah, you've ha- you've hacked on uh, Juno for certain comments. Which one? Uh, Caro. Oh, love how so. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> what you said like two minutes ago. Um, I heard something on the radio yesterday. Um, your mate Jared Healy. Jared Healy. Yeah. Hey, uh, you my mate. I don't mind Jared Healy. Oh, okay. He's just a he just runs with the wolf, hunts with the hound. No. Yeah. Runs with the hounds. Yeah, that's the one. Runs with the hounds. Run. Runs with the yeah. wolf, hunts anyway, with the hound. Who, yeah. who knows what that saying is? Well, the hounds uh, hunt the wolf. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he said yesterday that Oscar Allen from West Coast, before his injury, was the best small forward in the competition. He's a fucking six and foot six. I wish I was fucking small. <laughs> if 197 centimetres is small, I'd, I'd be like, oh, how good is this being short stuff? He's, he's out of mare there. I'm like, I was listening and I'm like, hang on. Nah, I've misheard that. <laughs> then last night on Twitter, someone's gone, did anyone just hear Jared Healy say this? And I'm like, oh. He's uh, getting old, the f- old fella now, Jared Healy. He's yeah. probably just... Mixing up his words. He's got uh, got Cornsy carrying him on Sports Day on SEN. Maybe he copped a few hits. Maybe he's in the um, concussion Ooh. fucking legal minefield that's just what? erupted. How's the list of names? Yeah, there was Darren Jarman, John Platten, John Barnes, um, Sean Smith. Everyone's known Sean Smith's been... Yeah. This this big, big... Um, what do they call it when they have a heap of people? Class action. Class action. This class action you probably would have thought has been coming for a bit because there's been talk of all different players, but some of the names on there were ones that we knew have had probably issues. So Darren Jarman, I, I wouldn't have known Darren Jarman had issues, yeah, but he said first. Darren Jarman is still suffering. 
from the concussion hits. Um, the biggest one was, I don't know if we spoke about it last week, but we read the article with Liam Picken, um, some of the stuff where he was going, I am still struggling with these symptoms. And they said, no, nah, but look, you've passed it. You're, you're fit to play. So you play. And it, it's documented now that he's actually said that. And now that that's his separate legal mm. case he's got against the Bulldogs. Some of the article, some of the stuff I read in that now article in that, was, it was, was very troubling was to read, league, to be honest. It was Bulldogs and Doctor. Mm. Was that the Bulldogs club doctor? Don't know. I have to read it again. But do yourself a favour and read the Age article about Liam Picken. Um, with his case, it's some of the issues he had um, leading into why he had to retire and like, the stuff he still like if, if his claims are true, oh, that they're in trouble. That's enough to bring bring the bulldogs down. Well, it's yeah. I, I, I some of the I, I want to bring up the article and read it, but there was some 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 of the things they were saying that he was saying. Look, I don't think I'm right to go, and they were like, "No, you you are," um, according to according to our testing um, and everything they're doing. So um, his symptoms, though, since he now suffers from. Photo photophobia, it was some weird thing uh, called like that. Photo like where bright, he bright brightness light. and yeah. any flashes just set him off. So he he doesn't go anywhere where there might be cameras going off, or I think if he goes to Fire, birthdays, fireworks. they're like yeah, fireworks, anything that flashes. Like you, there's flashing things everywhere though. You see a sun reflecting off a windshield. That flash makes me go whoa. So imagine you have those Good. symptoms where that's um, good luck going to the Melbourne show. Well, that's the thing. This is this is the life he now leads, and this is probably why um, he's doing the legal action because you'd, you'd almost not be able to go out at night. Yeah, because every time you walk past a pub, a bar, mm. they have flashing lights, and I think John Barnes talks about how he can't uh, anywhere just with bright lights, B- video like, screens, video screens. Um, if anyone saw the interview with the young lad on. Um, on the couch last year, the Eagles fella. I've forgotten his name now. But uh, his rookie, story with his... Like, he didn't even think he got that bad a knock. Mm. And then you see Jordan Lewis last night talking on um, on uh, 360, 360 about his hit when he got assassinated, running back, um, or they both were. Or Jared Harbrow. Jared Harbrow. And um, he said even though... He played the next week. Just did, like he, play, did he come back on in that no, game? He came back on. In that game? Yeah. That in itself, that wasn't that long ago. Uh, and but that wasn't 20, 30 years ago. And that's a bloody long time after all the NFL concussion stuff. Like, it was already it was already a thing. And he said the next week, he was said, during the week when you were training, you felt fine. But when it came to game day and the intensity and, and the 360 view and playing, he said, I definitely felt 15 to 20% off for three to four weeks. So they were saying last night that they're thinking of doing a 26-day. If your class is in Kentucky, you can't play for 26 days. Well, that's like the the fact that it's 12 now. But really, it's a week. Yeah, you only miss one game, and then yeah. you're back. Like, if you re- and they're doing it because they don't want to piss off clubs, they don't want to piss off people, this and that, but... Piss off? Look, who gives a fuck if someone's pissed off? But this is what we were talking about last week with Proust getting off, dumping the guy on his head. I, you're either serious about yeah, it or yeah. you're not. Don't, don't be half-hearted. Like forearming a bloke who's mm. indefenceless yeah. on the ground 
and I don't know, that's fine because he's Teflon Trent. But that's that's the stuff you can rub out. You go yeah. right. That's four weeks. Yeah. People aren't going to do it again. It's the it's the well, innocuous hits or the yeah. the, the ones yeah. you can't. The, the one do. the one where they're suspending blokes for a bump. Mm. Oh, but but you had another option. No, I didn't because my entire life, when that is the option, you bump. But you're trying to get players to make a decision in a minute split second. Yeah. And yes, the, I know how they're going to do it. They're going to. Rubbing people out, I don't know if that's genuinely going to fix it, but the ones like Cochin and Proust, they're the ones you go, all right, we can control very, that. Very easily You're rectified. fucking out for six weeks. Yeah, very so, easily rectified. Um, and, and in that one, I find the Cochin one worse than the Proust one. Because he just went bang. Yeah. A bloke with his head on the ground, yeah. can't flick back, he's got all the force going through it. And it, like... That guy might not have had a concussion test. Harms, but later on, oh, fuck, I got a headache. Like, like there's an there's argument for the Proust one. Yes, he picked him up and dumped him. Mm. But there is an argument that he goes, well, you keep on saying that I can't bump. So I went in low, so I didn't make contact with the head. Like, he's got a an argument. Mm. I'm not saying it's, I'm right, not saying wrong, it's yeah. right. But there is... You, you could see a defence being yeah. formed. But and But... Yeah. For them to now, just, just cause you throw can it form out. Defense doesn't mean doesn't yeah. mean you don't get weeks. But for well, the Barry Hall hit on Staker. Are you serious or not? Oh, mm. right, yeah. So Barry Hall on Staker. What did that get? Seven weeks. Yeah. Gaff got eight for what I thought was nowhere near as bad on Brayshaw. Yes, he broke Brayshaw's jaw, mm. but he was doing a swinging punch and just not making excuses. Didn't really. He's throwing it and it's but connected. And he probably didn't mean to connect. But Barry Hall was trying s- to fucking murder Staker. When, when I say stuff like this and people that have played and it doesn't matter what level they've played at always go, oh, you've just been soft. Like, where in the rules does it say that punching at any time is okay? Mm. Like, like, so the gaff one... And I'm all for one going, yeah, let's see some claret. Let's have a, the dust up. But... That doesn't happen anymore no, to any extent where there's... It's gone. Like North Melbourne and Carlton over in London that day. <laughs> You're never going to see anything like that ever again. But um, one bloke in the bin on the fence. But it's when they deliberately raise the elbow or they hit people with their down or they punch them under the, that shit, you can you can rub that out. You can give that five weeks and people go, oh, that soft footy's getting soft. Well, no, if you're serious about concussion yeah. and you're going to tell people they can't play for four weeks from a head knock, if you're going to be that whether, serious in that whether, area... Whether gotta, they've got symptoms or not. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there's, there's going to be a lot coming of that over and, the, and this year that's, again. that's also the issue. You might you might even feel fine. Mm. But you're not. Well, it's the ones that because, say... Because in six months' time, all of a sudden, you know, Scotty Stevens, I haven't heard his name mentioned yet, but I assume he might be part of this class action. I haven't read all the names. There was a lot there. Like, so. like, it, like it ended his career. Max Rook was on there. And yeah. Bartell last night was like... I'm, I, he said it's actually a quite shocking reading... Stuff that he's now talking about in this class action. He's like, I lived every day with him. Mm. Didn't notice it. Yeah. Didn't notice him struggling with this and that. He goes, I just didn't see it. And um, these guys who are cop... You see, I'd hate to see what Joel Selwood might be like in 10 years. Um, <laughs> guys who have been out cold numerous times. Yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, that, that's going to be one of those watch it and sees for the rest of the year. Um, see how they police it and what they're going to do, but... I don't think when they're talking about bringing in this new rule, you can't. You had, that rule had to be at the start of the year, so teams can 
adjust to it. You can't yeah. bring it in mid-year, which I guarantee you they fucking will because that's what they do. But it's not, it's not a new issue. Mm. We already know it's here. Well, let's liven it up a bit. I'm a bit, bit depressed after that. Okay. <laughs> the other thing that kept coming out on 360 and Gil, it, I reckon it's going to be his legacy and we said it last year because we thought he was going to be gone but it looks like he's in the job all year and depending on what the clubs say, they might not be leaving as the CEO. He, from what it sounds like, he wants to go and they're like, we can't find anyone. The clubs want you. Here's another million, Gil. Well, all right, I'll take the job. <laughs> but it came up again and it seems like there is going to be a push for it. It's the Twilight Grand Final. Say it ain't so. And um, all the people whinging about them even talking about it does my head in because you, to be able to see what is good, you need to test it. You can't test it in a pre-season grand final. Yes, they tested it in Perth. And you and me are people who have been to both, so we can actually have a comment. And and the Perth one I do find a bit different mm. because it was 2 o'clock Perth time, which made it twilight everywhere else. No, no, it was twilight in Perth, remember? Half oh, time. So it was night game everywhere else. Yeah, it was, that, was, that was prime time night grand final in, in Victoria. Seven seven PM. Actually, the game was kicked off. Yeah. yeah. So, and this is why I being there at a Twilight Grand Final was amazing. I thought it was brilliant. I've been to day ones. I've been to that. That one was brilliant. I couldn't. The only problem was if depending where you sit in the stadium, you got a bit of a singed eye, eye, and you were fucking burning before the start of the game. But at the MCG Twilight with the Coliseum, it is that ain't going to be an issue. That's right. I swapped tickets, didn't I? Yeah. And it was. Um, Twilight Grand Final for me was brilliant. And the reason why I think it not only ticks the boxes for everything, I think we spoke last time, you can have your barbie and eat before the game. You can then watch the game. You're not home at... You're not waiting till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock before an end result. You're going to get an end result at 7.30. Yeah. Um, and it, you can go out after. You can do this and that. Whatever you want to do. But for people to say, no, they can't, I can't believe they're going to try it. It's not going to work. All right, well, this year we go, right... 2023 is a Twilight Grand Final, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and if and it I bet you, and it, if it fucking is a big success. And if it doesn't work, it's to bet. Imagine a halftime show you have, like when they had the Killers before the game with the Richmond. Yep. That was good. It was during the day. Can you imagine halftime, the Killers coming out and playing three of their Belter songs at halftime at night time at the MCG? Lights on. Oh, fucking insane. Yep. So. I'm, I'm a big advocate for Twilight GF. I wasn't until I went to one. One one argument that I'm not... Sorry, I was cracking my neck. <laughs> Shit, I didn't think, didn't think the microphones would pick up on that. Go. One, the one I don't like is Eddie Maguire's spoken about the commercial reality and how the later in the day it is you can charge more for advertising. Mm. I'm not sure that anyone's getting a discount because it's a daydream final on their advertising at the moment. No, they're not getting a discount, but it'll probably go up if it's... A, what are you saying? It'll go up. They're not getting a discount, yeah? Yeah, no, but but they're getting... top. They're, ha- they're already paying top dollar for mm. their advertising. You can't pay any more. Well, there we go. They can. <laughs> no, but, like, do you know anyone that wants to watch the grand final that doesn't? What do you mean? Well... People are working. It's the only people. Yeah. Yeah. People don't tune in. Um, but the, but moving the time of it, 
the ones that are working during the day will be able to watch it. But then the ones that were already rostered at night. Which is much less than to people working during the day. I, I think your audience grows exponentially with a Twilight Grand Final, massively. You're right. Don't see it, but... What do you mean you don't see it? Well, I just don't see that it's going to be that much difference. You've got rocks in your head then. Okay. How can, not, you, how can you not, not see... It's the first time I've heard it today, but it's not the first time I've heard that. How can you not see where all of a sudden the pre-game stuff, all of that, get more viewership? People can even tune in after half-time who might have been at work or been doing sport. All of a sudden those people are available. Then the people that weren't working on the Saturday, which is a lot of people anyway, are already there. What's getting played AFL Grand Final Day? I don't know. There's dickheads that get married on Grand Final Day. That's probably the biggest one. Well, that'd be then at the reception with no TV at the nah, reception. No, because most people do the old, uh, we could do the ceremony at four. Reception starts at 6.30. What am I going to do for two hours? I can fucking watch the grand final this year. How fucking good. I'm going to have the wife going berserk because I'm sitting in a corner on a phone watching the game. They can actually go watch it in the pub. Yeah. Anyway, Twilight Grand Final, I'm Ta- all for it. Time will tell, Luke. Time will tell. So I reckon it's going to be the talking spot all year. But if they're going to do a Twilight Grand Final, they have to announce it, I think, as early as possible. Oh, but it has to be announced now for next year if it's going to be. I think it's this year they're going to do it. And I think it's... But last year they didn't know if it was going to be a Twilight Grand Final or a Day Grand Final until I think it was like round 18. But they finally said, yes, it's concreted as a Day Grand Final. Well, no. You want to sell your bloody, you want to sell your sponsorships and advertising for that grand final? I can let it be known now, and then yep. you know how to. Yeah, but I'm all on board Twilight Grand Final. Not the only thing that was in the news this week. Oh, all the people whinging we don't talk about port enough. Here's your chance. Turn up the volume. Get your fucking uh, Gansies on and start listening. Because prison bars are back. They've had a win. How did that come about? Because that was. Supposedly dead and buried last year. Well... Was there, was there money changed hands? Um, I think there has been money changed hands. Yes. For the rights to wear the prison bars, is it? Well, I think they might have relinquished... So, not only rights to wear them, rights to sell them. To sell that Guernsey. And I think Collingwood may even be getting some of those sales. I think Collingwood... Some of that money. Collingwood is getting a fair bit of money out of this little deal that was created. But I really don't see what the argument and the Collingwood supporters out there that go, but they're our colours. It's like, well, well, there's lots of teams that are navy and white in this. Yeah. Or, bl- or sorry, blue and white. And don't give me the old bit of town prison bars because North Melbourne have the exact same thing. Yeah. Just blue. Yeah, why? Why are you up? In, why aren't you up in arms about North Melbourne stealing your jumper? I, I agree they can't wear it for the for that. That's not their Guernsey, but just for two showdowns, f- fucking wear it. Well, it's only one showdown that they're wearing. They're not going to wear it. The not going to wear it in the Crows one as their away Guernsey. No, nah, apparently John Olsen's gone. Well, no, you don't wear a special jumper in our home showdown. If you do, we'll wear the state one that you fucking exactly. vetoed. Your pricks exactly. Um, but um, I've never been a. I've always been on port side of, about the prison bar jumper. Oh, I haven't. I've turned. The one thing I don't understand, <coughs> if you want to pay homage 
to your heritage is why can't you have a silver and teal prison bar jumper? Well, it's not the same one. Hey? It's not the same jumper. I said pay homage. Didn't say wear the same jumper. You're paying homage to something that you've never worn. All right. (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is you can wear your prison bar jumper as your home jumper and then have a prison bar in your other team colours as your away jumper. Mm. You're just mismatching, you're just matching something that's not, you're just creating something new then with a part of your old. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the same thing. That's what paying homage is. Well, it's not paying homage. You're you're, you're fucking creating a a mixed up Guernsey that isn't anything what they're doing. But they call it the prison bars, mate. Yeah. So, So that's the design of the jumper, not the fucking colours of it. Well, that's completely not what they want and not what, I wouldn't. What, would you want the Crows to wear a fucking homage to their original ones with different colours? Yeah, we do. In our away games. The but, red but one and, the, and an the gold one that we wore. I'm not paying homage. It's just an away Guernsey. Yeah, but it's, but it's our jumper yeah. in, a different, in different colours. It's exactly what I'm talking about. You've, you're fine for our away, jump, our away jumper to be like that. Now you're shit-canning me just because you're like fucking shit-canning me. I'm shit-canning because I'm fucking arguing with you because you want me to agree, but I don't agree with you. Be wrong then. I'm not wrong. <laughs> fucking right, cunt. The, 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 they want C-U-N-T, the jumper, their Port Adelaide Magpies jumper. Yeah. Which is the prison bar design, but they want to wear their jumper. Yep. Yep. So putting other colours on it doesn't do it. And I agree with them. It doesn't do anything. Why would the fuck would you want to wear that jumper with paying homage with some different colours? No. I'm, I'm not saying you'd do that one... <laughs> Without doing the black and white one. Why would you do a different one? You've got the black and white one. Do you not need a <laughs> alternate jumper? Every team's got one. No, no, not what you're saying for a permanent jumper. Why not? Have you seen some of the away jumpers that team's worn? Some crackers. Some absolute <laughs> filth as well. <laughs> I, pr- I, I really like the... All teal with silver lightning rod down the middle, right to the crutch. <laughs> One of the all-time stinkers up there with the porter, the, oh, the and but the actual, blue and mm gets but, real, but real, that was a real <laughs> lightning bolt. Like it was a. You know that should be our top five next week. Shit jumpers. Top, top five stinkers of Guernseys that were created. Sure, my five would be better than yours. It's hard to do a five when we can't actually show it on the podcast. Maybe we need to do a video version of the podcast. One day. <laughs> well, maybe we should go into the top five after that then. Yeah, maybe we yeah. should. Yeah. Here we go. This will be interesting. Hopefully you didn't copy me this week. I don't copy you. <laughs> clearly, clearly have a gander at or have a listen to what we've just spoken about. Clearly our minds are very different. Thankfully. Written my list down. All right. You can go first. Seems I had to go first last week. Had to. Mm. Yeah. Mine was the better top ten, so I won, therefore I can We did a top five, not a top ten, so. No, we did a top ten, you dipshit. Did we? (laughs) Yeah, mate. Go back through your little book. Go through your notebook, you'll see ten there. Nah, nah. All right, well, I'll go first then. Let that bitch go first. Honourable mentions. I'm going to do... 
three honourable mentions. I couldn't fit in my top five. This was a fucking top... This is a hard top five because you go on the best players of uh, that have been rising stars over the last 20, 20 years, 30 years, almost 30 years. Um, anyway, starting off with an honourable mention. 30 this year. Honourable mention. I didn't even know this guy was a rising star winner, but Chris Scott. Chris Scott was the, the 1994 um, uh, rising star winner. So Chris Scott's a mentioned. Actually, um, how old were you in 94? Me? Yeah. Uh, seven? Yeah, that's probably why. Eight. Yes. No, I was eight. It's probably got something to do with why you don't remember it. Well, I remember who won 93. Anyway, coming in as another mention, Byron, shirt front, Pickett. Pickett as a mention. People are going, fucking mention. Yeah, well, don't worry. When you see the five, you'll realise why. And um, Sam Mitchell coming in as a... Um, as another mention for me. Sniper. Sniper. And uh, you did say earlier that there was only three Brownlow medalists on there. Yeah, there was only three Brownlow medalists. Well, Mitchell is... Uh, fake Brownlow medalist. He's listed as a Brownlow medalist now. <laughs> Joe, Has Joe still got his Brownlow? Who knows? We'll come back Why to that Why would later. you give it back? Anyway, this is the top five. And okay. it's in order. Um, and... Some of them made me go, oh, shit, am I right, am I wrong? Anyway, coming in at number five is a Brownlow medalist for me, Ben Cousins. Oh. The Cuz. Now, if he continued his career like he should have, he oh, probably would be number one and won a couple more Brownlows, but uh, the ice pipe took over and we all know what happened there. So Cuz, unfortunately, slotted in at five. And uh, Number four is, took possibly mark of the century just for his courageous and the aerial abilities. Kicking led him slightly down, but Nick Rewalt, the marking genius. Sorry, you're scrunching your face up. What's that? I don't get it. What, that, the mark against Sydney yeah. is allegedly the mark of the century? One of the marks of the century, yeah. Okay. Oh, fucking just, come at me. No, Try and debate just, that, you fuckwit. I was fuck just with. checking which one you were talking about. What was the other one? Can't remember. Yeah, one. you dickhead. Anyway, number three. Um, maybe slicked up a little higher, but when you retire... After winning a premiership, all those games. Joel Selwood in at number three. Ooh. Now, this was my one. I didn't know to go one and two, but I purely brought it down to Brownlows, really, and premierships because Bucks may have won a Brownlow, but he didn't win flags. So Buckley has come in at number two for me. Ooh. Number one is the dual Brownlow medalist, premiership winner, um, best ever Indigenous player, Adam Goods. Best ever Indigenous player. Yeah, well, who's better? We both had him at number one, so you can't even argue with me, you clown. <laughs> so five, in order. Cousins, five. Rewalt, four. Selwood, three. Nathan, Guns, Buckley, number two. And number one, the G-Train, Indigenous G-Train, Adam Goods. Beat that, you won't. Okay. Just roll in, do I? Yeah, well... You Number five. Oh, no mentions? Oh. Mine are negative mentions, not positive ones. All right, we'll come back to that then. <laughs> Go your five. Um, I've got your number one, Adam Goods. At five? Yeah. All right. Weirdo. Oh. Hey, mate, when you go second, you get you cop... This is what happens. You cop the... The rhetoric oh. of people critiquing it I compared know. to theirs. I, I know that doesn't matter what I do, it's never going to be up to you. Oh, standards. you're on your fucking rags this week, Jesus. Uh, number four, I've got 
Joel Selwood. Oh, yeah. But a bit lower? Yeah. Um, I don't really need to say anything about Joel Selwood. He's, I think his career... Although he was polarising, some didn't like the... The duck tackle. The duck tackle. <laughs> but uh, uh, at number three, I've got a bloke that was always also in your top five, uh, Ben Cousins. Yes. Um, so all of the three you've spoken of are in my top five. Yeah. <laughs> so you've copied me again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although I'm glad you changed up the order after you copied me. So um, Nick Rewalt, I've got it too. And the original and the best, Nathan Buckley. At one? Yep. So you've got Rewalt ranked above dual Brownlow medalist premiership players. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess you're a LeBron lover then because rings don't mean anything, the championships don't mean anything then. So LeBron's your goat? Well, <laughs> no, LeBron's not my goat <coughs> because – and also it's a team sport <laughs> – Individual success in team sports, absolute bollocks. So, recap, quick recap: your top five. Go, five goods, four Selwood, three cousins, two Rewalt, one Buckley. Looking forward to posting this. And the OG, seeing the uh, the traction we get on that. Now my uh, really b- goods at five. Yeah. Fucking Jesus! What does he have to do? He made my five. I could have left him out <laughs> altogether. Well, good on you for having him in there. Just while you were saying it, there's a couple of shocks that we went through that you forget won, um, won the Rising Star. Hanbury. Dan Hanbury. Dyson Heppel. Dyson Heppel. Uh, Nick Holland in 95. Forgot that one. Third, third ever Rising Star winner. And here's one that uh, is probably one of the most underrated Rising Star winners was Michael Wilson. Oh. It wasn't flashy, but he was just a tough, hard-nosed ball winner that played close to 300 games. Got knocked and down he, a lot too. And he... Um, well, that was in Port's first season. Mm. So he'd already played, I reckon, a couple of SNFL, full SNFL Port seasons. seasons. Another one there you forget about before... The, the year before Rewalt won it, was his St Gilda sparring partner, Kaczynski, now... The guy's body failed him, but who knows what Kaczynski would have ended up being. I reckon he'll be, on that. he'll be on that list, you'd expect. Yep. Uh, here's one I uh, forgot. Well, Reese Palmer, that's a, that's a love one. Love laughing at that one. Shouldn't laugh at it. I'm sitting here on my fat ass doing fuck all. Daniel Pierce was on there. Support, I've got a few. Uh, Deledio. Deledio was on there. Um, and of recent times, Lewis Taylor. Yep. That's the year Bond was robbed and David King somehow had intel and had thousands of dollars at the last minute plunged on uh, Taylor. Remember that little no? investigation? David King was on Taylor. And they, they, a couple of thousand dollar bets were placed on Taylor to win it at $4.50 or $5 the day of the announcement. Obviously the investigation didn't, uh, didn't net any sort of uh, sanctions, but weird because no one in their right mind thought, I think Bont was like a dollar twenty favourite on the day. Um, there's a couple of recent ones. Callum Mills. So we spoke about guys He's that you reckon could jump into that top five. Will definitely be a bloke that could. Could. So Callum Mills. There's also Andrew, Andrew McGrath won it. Jaden Stevenson. You forget he won it. He 
And that was in 2018. So what, two years later, three years later, shipped off to North Melbourne, uh, Walsh, Sarong, and obviously last year, Luke Jackson. Now you'd think Sorry, Walsh, 2021 was Jackson. Walsh, Sarong, and possibly... Sorry, who? Sarong. I heard Sarong there. <laughs> um, and possibly Jacko, you'd say, would... Could be and who went last year again? 2022. Um, Jacko last year? Uh, it was 2021. Was he? Yep. Uh, Embarrassing. 2022 was... Oh, Dacos. Oh, yeah. So there's one that could end hey, up being in that top five. okay. <laughs> Look, for guys who... When, when I looked up on the, on the internet this morning, Dacos wasn't listed. Luke now, Jackson who, was the last winner. One would to be, who was the best season for their Rising Star winning season? Uh, 1993. Buckley. Yeah. I reckon Dacos would no, rival no. that. No, I'm... Oh, Sorry. Like who had the best yeah. the, out of the winners? Sorry. Yeah. Whose first season was the best? So you wouldn't say Lewis Taylor, yeah. uh, Dacos or Walsh? Dacos, Walsh. Walsh was um, pretty good. Well, Rewalt's first year was pretty elite. He was like the number one forward midway through the year. Um, but, um, but the the whole of the uh, nominees mm. ninety three. I'll have to I'll have to find the they did a team photo. Buckley. Yeah, yeah, no, 93, they did a team photo of all the nominees. Oh, all the... No- Sorry, I get what you're saying. You yeah. should. The names. Oh, my God. <laughs> and to think Brisbane... It, it was just signed, sealed, delivered. It was only doing one year. Yeah. We'll draft, yeah. We've, was that a zone... Some sort of zone pick? How did he end up there? No, no, it was... They had number one pick. So they took him one. Yeah. And he said, I'm only, uh, only going to be there for a year. Yeah. I the, won the rising star and... Backed off. So, oh, did they have to trade? Colin would have to trade for him? Yeah. 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 Sure, they had to give up. Uh, Who knows? We'll have to look that up, actually. I'll, I'll look that up and I'll... I'll speak about it next week. I'll, I'll speak about it next week. Well, let's get into the last bit of the show, then the tips. Oh, I'll yeah. go first. Are you going to write them down or have you already written yours down? I've written mine down. All right. Uh, I'll write yours down, too. It's all right. com keeps those records. Oh, okay. Yeah, but... Okay. You all go right. first. All right. Carlton, Richmond. I've gone Carlton. Geelong, Collingwood. Who are you going? Cats. I am also going Geelong. North Melbourne, West Coast. This is actually a tough one to tip. Yeah. I don't know. I've gone West Coast, but Ooh. but it but it doesn't. It won't shock me if uh, if, yeah. if North come away with the chocolates. Before the Crows game, I would have said West Coast, like Campbell Round said, dollar fifty favourite, but. Either Adelaide have improved out of sight, out of mind, or West Coast are where they are at, and they're a top bottom two sides. So, yeah, I've gone well, North Melbourne. I think Adelaide's definitely improved, mm. but I'm not sure that they've improved to the level that was that was shown. Now, this is a tough one because you once again you just don't know what, who's going to rock up. But Port and Brisbane, Lions for me. I've gone Brisbane too. Melbourne and Bulldogs. Melbourne for me. So we've got Melbourne, Sydney and Sydney Gold Coast. Coast. Sydney and Gold Coast, yeah, Sydney. I've also gone Sydney. Adelaide GWS. Adelaide. I've gone Adelaide too. Essendon and... Hawthorne. Hawthorne. I've gone Hawthorne, even mm. though I think Hawthorne stink. I think Essendon just stink more. 
I'm very torn on that game too. I have gone Essendon though. Just think they might have a little bit more. And the final game of the round, St Kilda Frio. I just you can't tip St Kilda. Well, they got uh, a third of their list not yeah. available, so. And they're right. If Frio lose that game to St Kilda, especially when they have got fourteen injuries, um, you'd be going that. What's wrong at Frio? Yeah, you'd have to think that's a that's if you're picking a knockout for the oh, week, it's got to be your knockout. And if and you're right, if if they drop that, you're going. Well, how can I tip them for the you next? You can't few trust weeks. them all year. Yep. So who did we differ? Uh, you went West Coast, I went North. You went Carlton, I went Richmond, and you went. Hawthorne, I went Essendon. So there's three different there. Yep. One of us might be singing for our supper, the other one. So me out to a three-game lead after one round. I'll tell you what, there'll be some good multis being had. You could even do a few three-game multis and still get some good odds. If you do not, if you pick nine, if anyone picks nine this week, yours, a $10 will return over $1,400 for me. My, my tips, yeah? Yeah, mine, mine's probably $2.60 for 10 bucks. No, you've tipped... Uh, two underdogs in there as well. Have I? Hawthorne and West Coast. They're both paying two dollars, and I think Hawthorne's paying two eighty. Yeah, right. So you get some I good odds there. To, I might have to get on me, uh, get on the nine gamer then. Mm. Well, enough, uh, enough talking shit about the footy because it is footy season. It kicks off tonight. Hooray! I can't wait. Well, everyone, enjoy round one festivities. Uh, hope your tips go right. Hope your multis go right, and more importantly. Hope Adelaide win. I am out Melbourne. Take <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bob H.Y. Adios. Hooroo, folks. Footing's back!